Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Goodgirl, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Kaze, Clockwork Dork, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B., Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R, Christopher, Jess, Hilted Sir, Sam, Firegood and his good boy Grant, Schrodinger's Kink, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, MJ Striker, J Swizz, Chakra, Fruit Liquor, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, Blown Deuce, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, Sinful, Robert, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Christina, and Daisy. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. I need you to listen up because holiday time is fast approaching and I have the perfect gift for the man in your life. Have you ever heard of the company Manscaped? Because if you haven't, then you really need to listen because they are the absolute best in grooming. They offer precision engineered tools for all of your shaving needs. And Manscaped has recently launched the ultimate hygiene bundle for the man in your life, the performance package. Now you will be amazed at everything that is going to come in this package. All right, you are going to get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of his goodies. Unless, of course, you steal it from him. When I told Diesel that we were going to be working with Manscaped, he got giddy almost because he knows how good of a company Manscaped is and how amazing their products are. He is excited to use the Lawnmower 4.0 because it is the best trimmer ever. It features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's also waterproof and it has a spotlight for a more precise shave. And then as far as I'm concerned, I love the fact that it gets rid of any hairy mess on the bathroom floor and sink because you know that is nasty. And let's talk about the weed whacker for a minute because I'm five foot nothing and that handsome man is 6'3". So I'm looking up all the time when I talk to him. And the last thing I want to do is be looking up his nose and seeing those nose hairs. So I really appreciate that this package also comes with the weed whacker. So that will take care of all of this. And even their Manscaped boxers, he looks fine in them. 
Now, we are really excited to say that they are now an affiliate of Pink King Podcast. So all you have to do is go to manscaped.com, order the performance package, and use the code PINKKINK at checkout, and you will get 20% off and free shipping. That's right, 20% off and free shipping with the discount code PINKKINK. So you want to check that out, manscaped.com. Get him the right tools for the job with Manscaped. <laughs> oh, great. Rough to a great start. That was not <laughs> part of my opening that I had planned. <laughs> it works right, perfectly, because though. Because what I was planning to say was, <laughs> welcome to another edition of One of Us is Sick, where we are not recording in person. <laughs> So now I, for the next three episodes, three weeks for you guys, get to sound like I'm phoning in and rah-rah's in the studio and sounds great. All right. Well, in fairness to, to Dara, she's banned from the studio. <laughs> I've told Don't. her she's not allowed to come over. <coughs> oh, I can't oh, make no. you laugh because you're going to end up with a coughing attack. This is going to be a bad three episodes. Oh, goodness. Well... I have uh, thrown myself at, to the cause as a martyr. And if I have to just talk more so poor Dara can talk less, well, I guess I'll just have to do You're that. you end up just doing these three by yourself. And I'm going to be like, uh-huh. I will do my best to, to do what I need to do to help us out. I don't know if I can handle this much talking, but You've I'll try. I've never done it before. <laughs> No. So this ought to be interesting to see if you can fill wow. three hours of just you talking. Well, ha. I don't know how I'll you're ever going to do that. Maybe you should practice on a TikTok live or something. <laughs> I haven't done TikTok live in forever, but I thank you so much for bringing up oh TikTok boy. because you don't even realize that this was perfect. Because it was actually something that happened on TikTok. Of course TikTok. it that was. Inspired of this course episode. It was. You, you say the same thing every episode. <laughs> this was inspired by TikTok. <laughs> okay. I spend a large amount of time so on do TikTok. I. Like so much so much time that the lady comes on and says, Are you spending a lot of time okay, on TikTok? That, because you can't set parental guidelines. That I've never gotten. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, bitch, I'm a fucking grown ass adult. You don't get to tell me how much time I'm allowed to spend You're on TikTok. You're not my dom. You can't tell me what to do. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. But speaking of doms and what inspired this episode is, and I'm not going to name names, not that I think he's listening, but just in case, but the people who know will know. Uh, a gentleman came on to advertise on TikTok about his web site and mentoring services as a dom okay and he went into this whole thing about the marketplace and you as a dom or submissive your value on the marketplace the and if you're a submissive your value in the marketplace is determined by your dominant uh-huh and he's got <laughs> He's got these mentoring services. He's got a Discord server because who doesn't these days? And like he was, he's charging, I shouldn't say he was charging an exorbitant amount of money for his mentoring services, like over a thousand dollars for his mentoring services until 
a lot of us, well, I didn't do this because I like to just sit back and eat my popcorn and watch the fun. And it was being well handled by others. A lot of people started to make TikToks in response to this guy. So he's changed his pricing, I think. But he's definitely not changed his whole attitude about the fucking marketplace. So we've all decided that if we're going to be part of the marketplace, um, apparently some people are fruits. Some people are vegetables. Uh, Lulu says, I think I'm a dragon fruit because it's pink. <laughs> and I'm somewhat dragon-like, I guess. What the heck am I? Ooh, what would you like to be? I don't know. What would your fruit or vegetable My be? fruit or vegetable. Like, wait, so that's complicated. Because that's on the because, marketplace. That's what we're selling in our okay, marketplace. So fruit or vegetable as a dom? Whichever. Okay. That's why I see for me, dragon fruit works perfectly because the submissive side of me is sweet, but the dominant side of me is a dragon. So, you know, a persimmon. Ooh, fancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I should talk as a dragon fruit, but yeah. Right. Fancy, no, that's fancy. a little more fancy. Listen, I didn't pick it. Lulu did. Okay. Well, she said you are a persimmon or a dragon fruit. Yes. Okay. Well, then somebody needs to pick for me. I don't know why persimmon just popped into my head. I think actually a pomegranate. Oh, I real, do like though. pomegranates. Because it's kind of tart, but kind of sweet. It's a little hard to get into. And when you chew it, it's very um, like when you actually well, bite into it, it's like super juicy, but it's also like yeah. really gritty. Well, and it's a lot of work to get to the prize. Right. It's a whole lot of contradiction. Yeah. I, so work, I think I'm a pomegranate. All right. So, of course, we started talking about this guy being, you know, toxic. Which led into a whole discussion about different things that toxic doms can do. And I said, ha, light bulb moment. Let's do an episode on toxic doms. Well, you know, I like to I like to choose episodes that the people are talking about. And this is what the people were talking about. Yeah, but they don't show up for like a few weeks afterwards. I can't help it. Trust me, toxic doms is something that never goes away. There's always discussions. That's true. I got one last night. Ooh, share. And then I might have gone a little toxic myself. It was pretty funny, actually. So remember Ooh. I messaged you about that guy who sent me the, um, I sent a screenshot of the FET of the guy who yeah. was like, hey, can I take you out to dinner? Or do you mind if I oh, take yeah, you that out to one. dinner? And yeah. I'm like, yes, I mind. And then what I got back was this huge, long, scrolly list thing. And I was like, dear God, what is happening? And uh, so then I had some fun. Because at the end of this. I like when you can have fun. Oh, my God. I was such in a sassy mood last night. But it says, I feel that I am talking too much, LOL, at the end. So I ignored it. So I I would have responded. Oh, I would have said, yes, you are. No, I, okay, so I didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I'm sick. I don't feel like doing this. So this morning I get, I hope I didn't scare you by my long message, LOL. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure you were quaking in your boots. So I responded, your message was ridiculous, canned, long, overboard, and unwanted, considering I said I'm minded. That means no. And he goes, I'm sorry. I thought you were a lady so I can respect you. Good luck. I was like, ha ha ha. You thought I was a Wait lady a so you can respect me? Okay. What does that even separate, mean? Separate from that. So he thinks you're a lady so he should respect you. 
then why the hell was he reaching out in the first place? Right. He says, uh, I don't know why you're laughing. I only respect respectful people and real ladies. I'm like thinking, well, my tits say that. Mm, yeah. Nope. Those are kind of lady bits. Let me check other bits. I'm cis, I, you know, so I'm still a lady. Hold on. Hold on. Checking. Yeah, I'm a lady. I resent this idea that somehow a real lady will accept a man's advances. Well, apparently real subs do, too. Yeah. Only, only real lady. I think he means like ladylike. You know, and that yeah, but even Southern lady, bell You can kind be of. totally ladylike and still stand up for yourself and have boundaries and have limits. That's that is a major flaw in these people's thinking that somehow being a lady means that we will accept the attentions of these idiots. Yeah, I would have to do it with a smile. Yeah. Well, I can insult you with a smile on my face because I'm having fun insulting you. So well, there, does that count? Let me let me show you what I what I ended up doing because I won. Like you do. Yeah. Uh, I said, try being respectful in the first place works wonders. He goes, please read back to my messages and you will see that I'm very respectful. Don't try to twist things. This is a non-respectful thing, BTW. No periods, just a whole lot of double commas, which I'm like, what even is that? And he said, and then I said, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. (laughs) (laughs) He says, never mind. Have a good day. (laughs) <laughs> so I won. Hmm. Yeah. I was honestly I mean, going to just keep sending back Princess Bride like got, quotes, like quotes. Yeah, it's but yeah. You know, how annoying is that? Well, that's the problem with these toxic dominants, right? They're going to use all these excuses. Oh, I'm just a hard dominant, or you know, if you were a real submissive, you would do it. I would say. They claim to be, you know, alphas and masters or whatever title they think that they've earned, but they haven't actually put in any work to ensure that they know what they're doing, that not only are they the right kind of dominant, but they are specifically the right kind of dominant for you. And I want to preface this with, I hear a lot of people call out fake doms, fake subs. Somebody may just not be the right dominant for you doesn't mean that they're not a dominant and that they wouldn't be the perfect dominant for somebody else. Well, we have a word for that. We've always called them domabees. And now it's not that they're not going to be the right kind of dominant for us. They just suck. Well, th- that's the toxic ones. Right. But I just want to say that, that you can have somebody who you might think is toxic and they're really not. They're just not the right dominant for you. What we're going to talk about today specifically traits that make this person a toxic dominant for anybody. Right. It's not that they just aren't the right dominant for you. And I just want to point out right now, I hate the word alpha. I really, I know that a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm an alpha sub, rah, rah. All that I, other... I read a lot of I read a lot of shifter romance, so okay, alpha works for me perfectly. <laughs> I understand that, but did you know that that has actually been disproven? I know, I know it has, but the, the it's part of our vocabulary now. So I know I just really don't like it. But you're it's... not the 
you're not the only one who feels that way. There are a lot of people who, probably because as with a lot of things, it's been misused and it doesn't really reflect it. Yeah. It's, it's again, I, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> that's going to be my quote for the day. I'm just going to keep saying that. I just, I think that's what it is. I think it's been twisted and misused enough so that it means one thing in our lexicon, but on the other side of this, it's like, no, that's not, that's not right. And we're not talking about the fact that words change. Words and meanings change. I mean, like the word fag has totally changed, right? It's a cigarette. It used to mean it, it was a cigarette. And then it became a derogatory term for people who are homosexual. It, words can change. Alpha just, I don't know what happened to the word, which is a shame because I do like it. I once did a paper, or not a paper, a project for my um, linguistics class in college on the word suck and how it's evolved over the years. And yeah, I used the word fellatio in my in my presentation. <laughs> I in my English 101 class in college, I had to make up a word, a term and define it, explain what it was, and I came up with the term bubble brain. <laughs> okay. Well, you know how like when your brain forgets something and you talk about like you had a brain fart or something? Mm-hmm. It's similar to brain fart, but it's bubble brain because First of all, when you think about it, right? So there's a bubble in your brain making you forget something, but Mm -hmm. then it will pop so you can remember again. Okay. And bubbles are happy things. Like people like bubbles. They make make people happy. So I just thought it was a little bit more positive than saying a brain fart. So my brain is pretty effervescent then. Yeah. And my English 101 teacher had the best name ever. Hmm. Miss Tinkle. No way. Yeah, that was her name, Miss Tinkle. The only one in all my years of college whose name I remember because it's Miss Tinkle. Oh, wow. My my yeah. English 101 teacher was awful. Awful. Her first oh, like words Ms. to Tinkle. us were, um, I have more degrees than most of you are old. My answer to her then, why are you teaching here? Yep. Go do <laughs> Why something Harvard? More... Why aren't you at Harvard or Stanford? Go do something more then. useful. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's get back Talk to toxic about... doms. No, we were talking about toxic people, I guess. Well, yeah, she was I guess pretty toxic. Should... Right. All right. Now, to- toxic doms can be a nightmare. And if you've talked to anybody who's had one, I bet they have nightmares from it. Right. They don't put their submissive's needs and limits above their own desires if they even recognize that a submissive is entitled to needs and limits. Oh, exactly. That irritates the shit out of me when right. I say, no, the dom's needs are more important and supersede your, the subs and the subs entire existence is to, you know, cater to the dom. Right. No. And a, to- right. a toxic dominant will push things and not in a good way to get what they want. So let's talk about a couple of the red flags you will see that will indicate a toxic dominant. Not caring about negotiations, safe words, or aftercare. Look, even if you are someone who doesn't do aftercare, you still need to look... I mean, Okay, help me out. How am I trying to explain this? Well, but it's not the dom's choice whether or not you need aftercare. 
Right. Okay. Thank you. That's what I was trying to do. (laughs) It's the submissive choice if they need aftercare or not. And if the submissive says, I need aftercare and the dom turns to them and says, no, you don't. I'm the dom. I know these things. You don't. Ding, 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 ding. Toxic dominant. So what about one-sidedness? One-sided domination. Yep. They want their submissive to totally worship them, but they don't give anything in return. Mm -hmm. That's not a fan. Not a fan. Well, you know how we talked about it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, dom sub or whatever. It's still a relationship. And relationships can't be one-sided. There's always give and take to every relationship. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like one of the things that I hear a lot about, and this doesn't necessarily mean they're toxic. You have to kind of delve deeper into it, but certainly something that would make me stop and think before I got to any relationship is when they talk about training and breaking you. I'm oh, going to break no. you so I can build you up. No, no, no. Nope. Do you know who does that? Do you know who breaks you to do that? The military. Yeah. And the reason they do it is because they need soldiers who are going to follow their commander's orders and just do it, right? So that's why when the dominant talks about, I'm going to break you, it's because they want to get you to a place where you're no longer questioning them and you just do what they tell you to do. And that's Which is fine in a war zone. Not in your, not in your relationship. No, that's abusive. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were talking about give and take. It's kind of like me and Rara. She takes everything that I can possibly give. Really? <laughs> really? You went there? <laughs> Do you know why I take it? Because you don't want it. It's just sitting out there to the side on the floor in a pile. So I take it (laughs) and turn it pink. Damn. (laughs) Come on. That was just right there. No, it wasn't. Now you're being mean. It was funny. Sorry you don't feel good. Doesn't give you the right to be mean because I'm healthy. (laughs) How toxic of you. I'm going to die. Good. I'm going to make you laugh till you choke. (laughs) That's okay. I'll just join (laughs) Violet. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know Uh, other time? Yeah. Did you see what she said the other day in chat? She is like, you do that to me all the time, bitch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She she does. You know, she's coming with me to Naughty Noel. Yeah. (laughs) And we're sharing a room. I hope I can sleep. I hope she's not going to be coughing all night long. (laughs) Oh, good luck. Uh, some other toxic dominant traits are unhealthy boundary pushing, even outside the context of playtime with zero respect for the submissive limits or desires. One of the things that I see a lot that makes me just want to scream into the world is when a submissive will say, so um, is it okay that my dominant takes my hard limits and makes those my punishments? Uh, no. They're oh hard limits. God. That means hell to the no. You don't do that. That's horrifying. It, this is not a case of, well, I'm going to pick that as your punishment in the hopes that it will entice you not to break a rule. No, a hard limit is a hard limit and a story. And, and soft limits should not be punishments either. S- punishments need to be negotiated 
before the rules get to be negotiated and the punishments or consequences, whatever you want to call them, needs to be negotiated before. And if you deviate from that, that warrants a discussion. Or running away. Yeah. Because I'm not so sure that anybody who's willing to do that from the dominant side is going to be willing to have a discussion about how that is wrong. Okay, fair point. You know, unless they're a brand new dominant and they've unfortunately maybe learned from the wrong place and you sense that they have, that they'll be open to listening and learning. And there are plenty of newer dominants who are perfectly willing to learn. They just learned from the wrong sources and you can school them. But um, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the new people who make a mistake and then go, oh, shit, I made a mistake. How do I fix this? And then fix it. We're talking about people that have been doing this for a hot minute and then Mm -hmm. are like, I'm not making a mistake. This is just how it works. No, no, dumbass. This is not how it works. Yeah. This is not how any of this works. (laughs) I had to, right? I had to say that. Um, you know, you've got a dominant who wants all the pleasure for themselves. And they don't care what their submissive wants or doesn't want. You know, we have a saying, and I, I know I've mentioned this here before. If I break my toy, how, do I, how, can, my, how can I play with my toy? Especially right? if it's and not the toy, fixable. Right? And the toy is the, toy is the submissive. So if I'm breaking my submissive and I don't care about their pleasures or their wants and their needs, they're not going to be able to do anything I want. There's a hierarchy, right? Our friend um, kneeling and and waiting, waiting, right? And I love this. The The hierarchy is that you've got the submissive's needs comes first. Yes. Because if the submissive doesn't get what they need, they're not going to be able to submit and give to the dominant. So it's submissive needs dominant needs, dominant wants, and then the submissive wants come last. And of course, that is negotiable. Right. And the, and the dominant, only because the dominant gets to, to hand things out, so to speak, right, with the rules that they put in place mm-hmm. and the protocols. But again, if the submissive doesn't have what they need, they're not going to be able to submit. They're not going to be able to to be there for their dominant. So they're not going to be able to give the dominant what they want. Right. Uh, another toxic trait is not being able to separate the BDSM from reality. So they'll, they'll talk about how the fact of even like they want to control everything because I'm the dominant, right? So I get to control everything. And well, I read this book, I saw this movie uh, I saw this TV show. This is how it happens. And unable to understand, well, wait a minute, but that's fiction, right? This is this is reality. And there's some things within reality that the dominant is just not going to get to control. Well, like what? Well, uh, I know most people, the submissive's job is outside of the dominance. Now, look, maybe in a master-slave relationship, it might be different, but even within a master-slave relationship, I don't think it's, it's too many where the dominant gets to control the submissive's job. I know that a lot of them, you can control the finances that come from that job. Right. But when they're at the job, like the dominant's not going, you can't. 
I don't I don't actually see how that's entirely even possible because how is the dominance not there? They can't make the decisions at the job. Well, and if the boss tells you to do something, what are you supposed to do? Say to them, I'm sorry, my dominance says I can't. Yeah, I don't I don't even see how that would possibly work. Right. Um, Toxic dominance may assume that the submissive always needs to bend to the will of the dominant without taking any time to discuss issues. I mean, there could be an issue that's going to come up where you don't know what your dominant would want. So you need to discuss it and talk about it and negotiate it. The dominant cannot assume that they get to just speak and the submissive will do what they want. Yeah, no. Sometimes I feel like I'm a really bad sub because every single thing I'm just like, mm, no. I'm not doing yeah, that. I really no. feel like I feel like lately I've lost that submissive loving feeling. Yeah. Because I just like somebody tells me what to do and I just want to look at them and start laughing. The resistance like, that's so is cute. strong. Like that is so cute. You think I'm going to just do that. Oh, my God. I really want to sing right now, but I can't. Don't don't. Please don't. Wait. So you got to do it. You got to go bring back that subby feeling. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, that's subby feeling. feeling. <laughs> I can't do it. Bring back that subby feeling because it's gone. 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 Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> oh, I really got low there. Did you hear that? Hey, well, I'm sure with your voice you can go so low. Ha ha. Ha ha. Toxic dominant behavior could also be viewing someone's hard limits as a challenge. How far dun, dun, dun. can I go? How close to the line can I get? And then that very quickly leads to let's push them over the line and see what happens. And sometimes that's unintentional. They don't even realize that they're doing it. But sometimes they're very much aware that they're doing it. And honestly, in either case, it's wrong. Even if you don't consciously make that decision, the fact that you're not stopping when you know damn well it's a hard limit, shame. Shame. Is that like in the... Right, the lady in the in the Game of Thrones. Shame, yeah. shame, ding, 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 shame, ding, ding, ding. My bell is hard off. Lim- <laughs> I'm sorry. Hard <laughs> limits are hard for a reason. I have a front view view to Dar just dying. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> okay. Whew. I actually teared up on that one. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. All right. All right. So let's talk about healthy versus toxic dom behavior. Let's start off with, so a healthy dom behavior would be degrading your submissive in the ways that they like and using the words that they have already pre-approved. So, for example, your, if you like being called slut or cunt, and you've negotiated that with your dominant, and they use those words, that is healthy. That is acceptable. <laughs> Isn't that such a contradiction? It's very, I find it very fascinating that people have taken these words and embraced them, and they love using them. Um, for me... Well, yeah, I'm one of them. Right? For me, I do not want to be called slut. 
if you call me my slut and it's possessive with the emphasis on the my, then I'm okay with it. But you call me, you call me slut, just like that, not acceptable. And if you call me cunt, I find for whatever reason for me, cunt is the nastiest, dirtiest, most obnoxious word on the planet. I hate the word cunt. Good to know. And you know, I'll walk up to you and be like, sup, bitch. See, but I'm okay with bitch. I like own we've, my we've bitch. embraced bitch. I own my bitch. I bet you do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a toxic dom behavior would be calling me a cunt or calling me a slut, even though you know I don't like any of that. And especially because if you're using it to degrade, when degradation is one of my hard limits, Mm-hmm. Not, there it that is. That is toxic and unacceptable. There it is. All right. All right. Another healthy Dom behavior would be gently influencing your submissive's thoughts and desires with orders or commands or rules or tasks, but being mindful of what their limits are at all times and also being very much aware of their needs. While a toxic Dom behavior would be the dominant person using threats, manipulation, rudeness, or one of my personal favorites, if you don't do what I'm telling you, I'm going to end this relationship. That makes me fucking crazy. Like that constant threat of, if you don't do what I say, this is over, like immediately, that makes me crazy. I've never had anybody personally do that to me, but I've seen it and it's like, no, fucking no. Right? I've also seen people say, yeah, for my punishment, my dom took my collar off. Oh, that's or ignoring. Oh, oh, not the ignoring. Oh, my God. That's a that's a no, 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 no. If you for our listeners, if you are the submissive and your dominant punishes you by ignoring you, run, run far and run fast away. And if you are a dominant and it even crosses your mind to ignore your submissive as a punishment, fuck you, don't do it. Have you seen that um, there was a video, I God, I want to say from like the 80s, they did an experiment on a baby where the mom was like interacting with the baby and it was like baby was happy, giggles, blah, blah, blah. And then the mom just stops and has this deadpan face. And then the baby slowly kind of goes, hey, you're not doing anything. Wait, what's happening? And like slowly starts to cry because they're not getting any interaction. Mm -hmm. And you watch the baby's face just melt into this like, what the fuck is happening thing? That's kind of what it feels like as a sub when you're ignored. You're like trying to get it back. And then you're slowly feeling this like melting. What did what did I do? Like. This is hor- this is psychological torture at that point. Well, and what does it teach your submissive that you know they're gonna if they even do the slightest thing that you consider wrong, they're gonna get ignored. It, it is teaches such them a that manipulation not- technique. Yeah, it, it teaches them that they're not worth talking to whenever something goes wrong. And what is one of our basic tenets? Negotiate everything. You have right? to communicate, right? You if have you don't to communicate, communicate everything. And silence is not a communication tool. 
You have to talk. Words must come out of your mouth. Not just any words, words that actually convey what you're trying to, you know, get through. So just saying, you can't just walk up to somebody and go blah, 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 blah. Or say, fuck you, though I've been tempted. Um, I may have actually done that once or twice and not actually communicated for real, but fuck you worked just fine in those cases. Well, fuck you is a full sentence, a period at the end and conversation over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I was reading in my research was that sometimes what makes a toxic, uh, makes a dominant toxic is that they are codependent upon their submissive. Right. And so some of the traits that they have as a codependent person is that they feel responsible for solving other people's problems. So they're going to come into your life as the dominant and they're going to solve everything. They're going to create rules there. And the problem is they've also decided what the problems are. I talk about the fact that (laughs) one of the things that I ask a potential submissive is what are some of your goals? What are things you want to work on? And then I do help them work on those. But if I walk in and go, all right, so I've decided this is something you need to work on. You need to be more timely. You're always late and that's unacceptable to me. So you have to be on time, right? It's not my place to tell them that unless we've negotiated it. But to walk in and just announce- the first thing I'd probably do is be like late for every single thing just to be spiteful. Yeah. You would be spiteful like that. I would be. Yeah. See, I, I, on the other hand, am a competitive bitch. So I would be 15 minutes early from that point on just to prove I could. And then once they said, Oh wow, you can, then I'd stop doing it because I'd be like, but I don't want to. (laughs) See, that's where the petty spitefulness comes in right right. there. I could totally do it. I just don't want to. (laughs) <laughs> i like that <laughs> I'd, I'd go the opposite direction and just be like no make me um someone who's codependent feels that they need to step in and clean up any messes that the other person gets themselves into and the problem with that is how do you learn right if you i mean this applies forget just toxic dom this is parents too <laughs> <laughs> right don't get me started <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing to say i will help you it's another thing to just do it for them it's not it's not good they will make excuses they'll try to bail the person out and they feel that if they could just make that person happy they will solve all their problems and, and submissives, by the way, this also applies to you as a toxic submissive. This isn't just toxic doms. If you do this shit as a submissive, shame, 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 shame. shame. We need a bell. Yeah. Um, well, you're the sound person. You can do that. Add a bell. Oh, yeah. That I can Add do. Add the sound effect. Add the sound effect. Shame, shame, shame. Well, you're doing it too fast. You got to go shame. shame. Oh, I was going to have you just get the whole clip with the oh. word shame in it too. My bad. Okay. I'll, I'll see if I can do that. <laughs> So I have one more analogy, and I love okay, this one. I'm ready. Okay. You heard the story of the butterfly. I only know about the butterfly effect. Well, first of all, great story. That movie was fantastic. I don't care what anybody says. Ashton Kutcher actually rocked it. All right. Anyway. Uh, so there was once a man who found a chrysalis. 
and it was uh, starting to open. And he said, oh, look at that. A butterfly is coming out of the chrysalis. And he just stood there and watched it. The butterfly was struggling all day to come out of this chrysalis, struggling, struggling, struggling. And finally, the man had enough and he couldn't keep seeing this creature in pain, couldn't see him struggle anymore. So he opened the chrysalis and helped the butterfly out. So the butterfly never opened its wings, never moved, never flew away, just sat there for hours and hours and hours, much past the time it normally should have. And it turns out the struggle was what was building the butterfly's muscles in its wings so that it could fly away and actually have a life. And by helping it, the man actually, like, irrevocably screwed it. So, kind of the same thing. You can let them struggle. You can let them learn. You can let them do things on their own. If you do it for them, it's actually going to be a detriment. Exactly. So, like, for example, the coffee thing that we always talk about with the sub getting the Dom coffee. Yeah. Clearly, the Dom can get their own damn coffee. That's not what we're talking about. You can have the sub get the coffee for the Dom. That's not doing it for them because they can't do it themselves. That's having a rule or a protocol or whatever it was that we were saying about See, that, that time. This is my problem when I'm the submissive because I've had, I had a Dom that had that rule, not so much about the coffee, but I always had to make sure the that water. his glass, his, yeah. his glass had liquid in it. And there's really a very, very large part of me that wanted to go, dude, you're a grown ass fucking adult. Get your own drink. <laughs> it's not very submissive like of me. I must no. Admit. <laughs> That's the problem. I just, that's the thing too. It's like, I, I, some of these things, I just, as a submissive, I just want to go, but like, dude, (laughs) I think I'm starting to switch out of my switchiness and like, except for the little, that's like the only thing that I will not let go of. It's the only thing that hasn't stopped. Yeah. But my, my middle is so fucking dominant. It's not even funny. Yes. Oh, so is the rest of you. Well, yeah, that too. (laughs) <laughs> I have, I have, I really have found over the years, I, I still want to call myself a switch because when it comes to scenes and topping mm-hmm. and bottoming, I'm still very much a switch in that aspect. And there's really no word that we've yet to come up with that will indicate that I'm a dominant who switches in scenes. You're a top to bottom switch, not necessarily a dominant to sub switch anymore well as a friend said i'm a dominant who likes to bottom yeah you're a bottom leaning dominant i wouldn't say i'm leaning these days these days as as my reputation gets out about my topping skills i'm doing i I, i'm not bottoming as much as i used to i kind of miss it but i love the topping and i i'm flattered and honored people are now asking me to top them so except for needles, I don't want to lose always that. bottom for that. I will always bottom. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping this I brought weekend. Rara back to her happy place. Did you see that? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, they she don't just have video. melted. She's so, like, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I just floated away for a minute. <laughs> um, all right. So when it comes to toxic doms, there are stories. There are a lot of stories. Always, always and stories. I've reached, I, I've reached out to pe- uh, listeners on Discord, on social media, 
And man, did they come through. <laughs> and boy, do I have stories. And the sad part is, yes, yeah, some of these are people just going, oh, this is what I would think a toxic dominant would be. But a lot of these, sadly, are this was the toxic dominant I had and this is what they did to me. This is going to be fun. Right? Not. So, example, first one. The dominant must have access to your phone and be able to go through it. <gasps> no. Not happening. No. Absolutely the fuck no. When your dominant gets controlling to the point that they want to have access to your phone and see who you're talking to, what you're saying, that's not healthy by any means. That's that some narcissistic level shit. Wow. That is somebody who wants to, who wants to control absolutely everything that you do. And that is also the beginning of them um, alienating you from people, which again, not a good sign. Mm -mm. And now we've switched even from toxic dominant to just flat out abuser. Uh, the next story that they shared that their dominant told them that they weren't a good sub if they said no. Ever? Yeah. They weren't oh. allowed to tell their dominant no. No. That's where you go, fuck you, period, end of sentence, bye-bye. Yeah. Um, then this one, they said that their dominant said, never call out a fake. No one is fake. They're just misinformed. Um, yes, for some, but there oh. are fake dominants. There are people who go, ooh, I want to become a dominant because then I can get all the sex I want the way I want it. And they have zero interest in learning how to become a dominant or what a dominant really means. That's somebody I would call a fake. But They're... yes, there are some who are misinformed, but there's a difference. And they also were bothered by the fact that their dominant said that not everyone can be a kinkster because they made being a kinkster like their entire personality. No. Wow. This is like, this is like, you're going to get, you're going to get very shit. upset as we go through. Yeah. Through I'm, all this. I'm, I'm not, I'm not happy. Don't read now. too far ahead. <laughs> Don't read too far ahead. Okay. Yeah. Look, see the statement that not everyone can be a kinkster. I disagree. I, anybody who wants to be, who chooses to be, can be a kinkster. I don't think it's a matter of you can or can't. You have to choose to be because it's got to be something you want. Yes. I would agree with that statement. I'm like really mm -hmm. genuinely worried about why you don't want me to keep reading. Oh, no, because I just don't want you to, I want you to save your, almost like a blind react. Okay. You're not going to like most of these because these are toxic things. I, I mean, yes. But like, it makes <laughs> but, me seriously grateful that I never had to, I guess, experience most of these. Like I've yeah. seen them happen to other people, but I've never had the pleasure of experiencing <laughs> these. Yeah. Look, Voldemort would not be what I consider a toxic dominant. He was a toxic boyfriend. He was a toxic human being. He was a toxic human being. But he would have had to actually be a dominant to be a toxic dominant. <laughs> I was telling somebody about it the other day. This is how, this is how we went. Oh, daddy, I really want to do X, Y, Z. All right, baby girl, let's do it. Oh, 
Daddy, I have a really great idea for a rule I should have. Mm-hmm. Okay, baby girl, we'll make that a rule. Okay, Daddy, I have a really great idea for a consequence if I break my rules. Okay, baby, okay, baby girl, we could make that a consequence. You are such a topping from the bottom kind of person, aren't you? I didn't realize I was topping from the bottom. You were also brand I thought new. I, was being, I thought I was being helpful. <laughs> Actually, so I'm going to rephrase. That wasn't really topping from the bottom. I just think it's funny how you were making up all the stuff and he was just like, yeah, I was, sure. Because I was the dominant. <laughs> Who knew? Hey, <laughs> you know what? I was the what? damn dominant. My husband refers to me as the little mistress, so. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So I kind of know where this is. Yeah. Right. Here's here's one. Toxic as fuck. Okay. My life is scrolled down yet. I remember clearly being told I wasn't a real masochist or a real sub if I safe worded. Oh my God, guys. This is, see, this is when I get sad that we don't have video because the expression star is making right now. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. See, this is the blind react I wanted. Yes. <laughs> if I yell. I will rupture don't something. Yell. Don't yell. I can't actually yell. <laughs> this is as loud as I'm going to be able to get. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. What I think, the fuck? <laughs> I think my face broke. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've discussed this and I'll keep saying it because for those strange ass people who listen out of order. This way, if I just keep saying the same thing over and over again, you're going to hear it at some point. Mm-hmm. Masochist means you like pain. The amount of pain, the type of pain has no bearing on the definition of masochist. If you like a little bit of pain, you're a masochist. If you like a large amount of pain, you're a masochist. If you like emotional pain, you're a masochist. Had to throw that, that in there just for me, didn't you? I did. I really did. Yeah. But not just for you. There's other people who I talk to who are with you. They don't like a lot of physical pain, but they like the emotional pain, which to them, that's where the degradation mm-hmm. kink comes in. Right. And the objectifying, exactly turning you into nothing more than an object. I love right? it. And if you have a dominant or a top who doesn't praise you when you say word, fuck them. Well, no, don't actually fuck them. Well, don't actually fuck. Tell them to fuck off. Is that better? Yeah, that works. Okay. All right. When when I have a bottom who uses a safe word, I praise the hell out of them because I want to make sure that they will use the safe word whenever they need it. And I would never tell them that they're not a real masochist or a real submissive if they safe word it. One of my good friends, naughty and nice, who is what I would call a real masochist. We had to stop a scene because she got dizzy and lightheaded. Does she all of a sudden not become a real masochist because we had to stop the scene? Of course not. That's ridiculous. So yeah. Did she not drink enough water? Uh, Place was overheated. Oh. She'd had water. Uh, She just got overheated. Okay. So we sat down on the floor. You know how heat rises. So we sat down on the floor and we just come to that. But the, the um, adrenaline 
of the the adrenaline of the scene, you know, made her warm. And that just added to the fact it was at risque. You know what it gets like when it's packed with people. Oh, uh, yeah. And now that it's winter months, they turn the heat up, which I think they it's I understand what they're trying to do, but they shouldn't. Because the minute it fills up with people, that place gets plenty warm. And when you're seening, oh, my God, it, like I, I don't even how many calories I must burn when I'm topping. A lot. I know I come out of there and I feel like I feel like I've just walked a um, couple of miles, you know, because of like of all the work that you actually put into doing all the scenes and everything for like hours. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hours. Mm-hmm. All right. You all right what else you, you got to you I was going to say, I want to make sure I'm going to make sure you're ready. All right. If you aren't a 24 seven lifestyle DS, you aren't a real kinkster. Ow, my ears warned me next time you did that right in the mic. Okay, sorry. Hang on a second. Ready? Okay, hold on. I'm ready. Thank you. Yeah. I like how you leaned away like that was going to do anything with your headphones actually (laughs) on your ears. (laughs) Did you notice that you did that? I did that on purpose, but I didn't think the whole thing through. It's okay. (laughs) I mean, I leaned back so it wouldn't be directly in the mic, but you're the things that it was coming through follow you when you move. Did you did you know that? They're on your ears. Your ears come with you. Now that you mention it. (laughs) Shit. One of us is going to die by the end of this episode. <laughs> Either you from the coughing or me from the lack of oxygen with the the, the laughing. Okay. Uh, both now. of us from I'm lack of now. oxygen, apparently. <laughs> I'm okay is this, now. Is this bubble brain? Yes. Okay. Well, this, I don't know what this is. This is just <laughs> pathetic brain. <laughs> uh. All right. We've actually discussed this, but we're going to say it again. Hard limits. This person's dominance at hard limits are punishments to keep you from doing X, Y, Z again. Oh, the answer is no. Hard limits are hard limits. They should never be a part of any aspect of your dynamic. Ooh, the next one. I know you're going to like the next one. Mm -mm. When you, this is what her, this is what, and I'm going to say her because I happen to know who it was. It was a female. Uh, When you say no, you better put please in front of it because you're actually just asking. I think I almost just passed out. I know. I'm Are so you serious sorry. right now? Yeah. Um, no is a complete sentence and no means no. That's a thing that somebody it's actually not asking. said. Yeah, that's what their dominant said to them. What the fuck? Because you're asking? Really? Hmm. I'm so glad I never had to do this. I'd be in jail. Yeah. The only time, the only time or place that you would be no would be a question is if it's been pre-negotiated. Right. It's like I have no. I ha- I can't. I can't. That one. I just can't. I have nothing. I have nothing for that one. Yeah. Just a but resounding, you should be oh able to 
you should be able to revoke consent. And that ultimately is what the word no is. It's a means of revoking consent. This one, the submissive said that they were told you're not actually a little. It's just a phase. Just like everything else with your kink, it's a phase. Someone else gave you the idea uh, that you were a little, so now you think you are. I, I know who that one is. Mm -hmm. I think I remember that one in the chat. Who the fuck are you to tell anyone what they do or do not identify as? Ever. Yeah. Only you can make that determination. Wow. Mm -hmm. That... Yeah, as the little. That really fucking pisses me off. Oh, not as much as the next one is going to. Oh, boy. Um, they said, I, this is what she said. I asked him for an apology after he made a really insensitive comment about my weight. And he told me that I owe him an apology for asking him to apologize. Um... That does not even make any fucking sense. Look, here's the reality. Dominants are human. They will do and say the wrong thing sometimes. And ask and pointing that out to them, especially if you're doing it in a respectful manner, should be well within the boundaries of your dynamic. And if your dominant tries to set up your dynamic where you can't point out when they've made a mistake then don't become a part of that dynamic because you should have a way and a means to tell your dominant that something wasn't right, that something was wrong. Always. Because look, I've said stuff that I don't realize is insensitive and the other person pointed it out that it was. How else am I going to freaking learn if somebody doesn't tell me when I've said the wrong thing? Exactly. You know, I had a great conversation uh, last week with Lulu about something that I said. And she was telling me she understood what I meant. So she wasn't angry at me, but she was helping me to understand how that might have appeared to other people. And I'm like, you know what? You're, you're right. Thank you. You need to be able to have those conversations with your dominant. And your dominant should never tell you that you need to apologize for pointing out that something they did or said was wrong. And another human being with any kind of empathy whatsoever like enough to be in a relationship should have the sense to be able to apologize when they did wrong if they can't the egotistical maniac needs to go go far away that's right. horrifying i don't want to okay. read any more of these i'm so sorry these are like depressing that's All sort right. of the i mean toxic dominants are not exactly happy I know, but this rainbows is like and really, unicorns. really fucking... I like rainbows and unicorns. Can I have those? I know. We could do a rainbow and unicorn episode. This is not it. Oh, this is more like the poop and what? Poop. We can do... I mean, I want to I do an episode on sharps and blood play. That can be rainbow and unicorns because it's all happy stuff. You will be doing that alone. <laughs> You're going to still listen when you edit it. Nope. I'm just going to let you have it raw. <laughs> like everything in there is just going to be like, well, this is like raw, raw live and I'm not cutting any of it because I didn't listen. 
You have to. There could be really good blooper stuff in there. <laughs> Great. All right. Do it after the hundredth episode, and then I won't have to cut any of it for an, for a blooper. No, because we're we gotta always get the bloopers because that would be episode two hundred. Oh God, we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna keep doing this. The fans have asked for bloopers. Yeah, I know. Over and, and we over have to give, and over. We have to give the fans what they want. <sighs> bloopers, bloopers, bloopers. I'm doing bloopers. I know. All right, let's go. All right. Hit me with the rest the of this e- poop. Okay. The ex That's not wanted my kink, to, but. No, neither one of us. That's a hard <laughs> limit for us, both of us. <laughs> but this is enough crap for that. The mm-hmm. ex wanted to be a dom. He didn't actually want to do any kink with me. But then he got angry if I wanted to do kink stuff with someone else because I wasn't doing it with him. Um, That's a control freak in the bad way. I don't know how that actually would work. How are you going to call yourself a dom kink terminology without the kink? Yeah. Um, I'm actually confused. I can see that. Um, I, I don't even know how to make that one make sense because they're just wrong. If yeah, you decide, doesn't... if you decide that you're going to be a dom, then step up and be a fucking dom. My brain now, is still o- trying to come back to this. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Maybe what they meant was I'm going to be your dom and I'm going to tell you what to do and how to do it. And our entire kink life is going to be just the DS. You can't, you can't do impact. You right. can't do wax play. You can't do knife play, electro play, rope play, whatever with anybody else. But I'm not going to put in the time and effort to learn how to do any of that. Because this is one of the com- common misconceptions that I find in my adventures in Tickety Talk <laughs> is this idea that DS is the BDSM. And, and the then rest everything of the stuff else falls not. underneath it versus DS is a kink the same way impact is a kink the same way electro is a kink because that makes the, sense. right the DS stands for dominant and submit submissive but the S is also part of the SM which is the sadomasochist yeah that's the acronym is really interesting because every single one of the letters has like double meanings well the B stands for bondage the D stands for discipline and or dominant or dominant. The S is submissive or sado and the M is masochist. So it's just the, the two in the middle. Mm-hmm. But the problem becomes then people, I, I've had this argument with people where they're like, well, the D and the S are part of the, the acronym. So they have to be part of the. No, they don't. And it's like, but not everybody who participates in kink is a sadomasochist or say a sadist or a masochist and not everybody's into bondage. And we don't say that those have to be a part of it. So why does DS have to be a part of it? Like, I'm certainly not into bondage. I'm totally into bondage and I'm fucking hell into the sadomasochist aspect. I'm just not into the DS right now. I have been, and I may be again, but not right now. I mean, technically, I am currently in the DS part. It's just we've kind of lapsed a bit on that. And like, that's okay. Every once in a while, you can do that. You don't have to do that as continuously. We'll get back into it. 
Mm-hmm. I hate right, this next one. I, I, you want to say it? This one, one right here. Okay. Yep. Told me I enjoyed giving service so it wasn't really submissive. Uh, excuse the fuck out of me. Service submissives. In order to submit, you have to kind of enjoy it, right? Well, have to. Okay, whatever. That came out. I guess not have to. I Look, I enjoy cooking. A lot. I love cooking. That's like a love language for me. So because I enjoy it, does that mean that it's not a service to cook dinner for my husband, for my dominant? For me, it- the thing is, if you're... So in other, in other words, in order for me to be submissive, I have to do all the things I don't enjoy and none of the things I do enjoy? Right. That's like, does it have to be a chore? Does it have to be terrible in order for it to be an act of service or a, a submissive thing? Like, yeah, that made I don't no understand sense. that. I mean, right? Because so for me, I, I identify as a service submissive, but not the traditional sense. My acts of service are not cooking and cleaning because, again, we're going to go back to what I said earlier, which is your grown ass fucking adult cook and clean yourself. Well, the cooking I like to do, but the, clean up after yourself and do your own goddamn laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will serve you in the ways of making your appointments for you, um, keeping your calendar going, because you know why? I like those things. I like to organize. You need somebody to organize your office. I'm your I'm your service submissive that <laughs> I enjoy doing, but I don't enjoy the other stuff. So it, it makes no, it just, it makes no sense. It's people not understanding any of this. And it goes back to this idea of a healthy dominant behavior is recognizing what you like and what you don't like and what brings you joy and pleasure and utilizing those and not trying to make you do all the things you hate because then you break your toy. And once your toy is broken, you can't play with your toy anymore. Not a fun toy. After no, a sad, a sad broken toy. Yeah, I hate, hate, hate doing laundry. Like it sucks the soul out of me. I was folding this morning and I barely did like half a basket. Okay, part of that was being sick and I just couldn't physically do it. And part of it is it literally sucks the soul out of me. So if that was the thing that I had to do to show that I was a submissive to Daddy J. I would be declaring myself not a submissive immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not going to happen. I can't. I can't do it. Nope. Oh, I'm sure you're going you're gonna to love the next one, too. Mm-hmm. This one bites my ass every time. I am a dom, so you will call me sir or master or whatever stupid title they've come up with. No, asshole. No, you're not my dom. Now, I know that there are groups, right? None of which I am a part of. There are groups that will that have these rules that in within their small community, doms get the titles, but you show them respect by calling them sir, ma'am, master, whatever. But that is small communities that have that like pre-put into place but it's not a general rule i know it's all throughout fiction like and, and i'm so i'm guessing that's where these people learned this like you read fiction and that's what you get but it's um a lot of novels will have that 
and mm-hmm. certain groups will take those novels and have that as their core belief in that group, like Gorians. Yep. Anybody who practices the Gorian way of of doing DS automatically puts that into place. Um, but that's not that's not a whole community thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a very very small subset. This next one just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This person's last daddy tried to make them stop taking their antidepressants, saying they really don't need them. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Unless you are a certified doctor, in fact, their doctor, and... Who? No. Who? What was that that again? What was that again? No. (laughs) Bad Dom spanking. (laughs) They might enjoy it probably not this one no your dominant should not be making medical decisions for you in place of your doctor in place of your doctor now look Ooh. i have i would have no problem you know i've talked about the fact that i struggle with kidney stone issues and i'm supposed to be drinking a certain amount of water so having a dominant who understands that my doctor has said drink 96 ounces of water a day and my dominant now wants to make a rule that I have to drink those 96 ounces of water a day. That's a healthy, acceptable dominant behavior. That's, That's working a dominant with trying, the doctor. Right, working with the doctor and trying to do something that is in my best interest for my health. Telling somebody to stop taking antidepressants is not within their best interest for their health. That's that's your dominant saying to you, and we're going to go back to the water thing. No, I don't think you need to drink that much water. That's way too much. You should only do like 50 ounces. Mm-hmm. Ah, no. You want to pay Rara's medical bills when she has to go back with more kidney stones? Great. Oh, yeah. And it, they, these stories just keep getting better. Ready? It got so frickin' It's got so fucking toxic to the point that he wanted me to have a location tracker on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Again, we're now we're we've now moved into forget to- even toxic dom. We've now moved into abuser. Oh, that's just <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no. Most of these are just <laughs> no, no. This one said that their dominant groomed them to always come to the dominant if she had any concerns and never go behind his back to talk to other people about his behavior. Well, of course not, because then when they talk to other people, they would find out this was toxic behavior and they might leave them. Uh, What? Good. Yeah. Well, I know that's good and they actually got to that point. But if your dominant is trying to control who you can talk to, they've now crossed into abuser territory. Okay, so speaking from 15 years you know past i i can say that i did fall for this once um i had a ex that was supposed to be my dom who is the reason i became a dom because i never wanted to submit again after him he actually told me that i could not speak to my male best friend ever again or he would leave me And made me sit on the phone with my male best friend at the time and talk to him and tell him I couldn't speak to him anymore. 
guess who the first yeah. person I ran to was when that Dom did something horrible. Okay, it wasn't the first person. It was like maybe a month later, but I was still kind of in isolation. <laughs> um, But I ran straight to that best friend and contacted them. Good. So... Yeah, no, it's really difficult. I I can I can say this all now, haha. No, like what the fuck? No, but this is like fifteen years after I had those rose colored glasses on and went through all this in the first place. So I'm never. I sound like I'd be all like badass and everything, but really I wasn't. And I understand how hard and difficult it is to see this. It look when you're when you're young, sometimes you're stupid. Oh, yeah. And that's just the reality. Oh, and yeah. That's why we do what we do so that hopefully, even if you're young, you can be less stupid. I mean, I was old and stupid, but that's beside the point. Well, you were a baby in, um, in DS. I was maybe in the kink world. In the yes. kink world. So does that mm-hmm. count? Maybe. All right. I think the fact that I was older is why I never got to the level some of these have. Because I was, I'd had enough life experience to know something isn't kosher here. Well, now I have, but at the time, definitely not enough life experience. Yeah. Um, and then this one, this one made me laugh. Ready? You are disagreeing mm-hmm. with me. So you're not actually a submissive. You're a switch. I remember that one too. Remember I went off on it in the chat. I'm, I'm like going, what? So submissives can't disagree? And somehow because part, I disagree, I'm a dominant and a well, submissive? The best part was, do you remember what the topic was? No, I really don't. Unicorns versus dragons. Oh. And okay. which one was cooler? I don't think I participated in that one. Oh, I did. I'm sure you did. And I'm, I'm saying you, you probably, I'm going to guess you said dragons. No, I didn't. Really? Mm-hmm. I am shocked, I tell you. Shocked. I actually said equal. Because not fair. No, well, because there are some unicorns, if you look at the mythology and you don't look at just, you know, Lisa Frank pictures, there are some unicorns that are like redonkulously badass. I like to think of me as a redonkulously badass unicorn. (laughs) Okay. Why are you laughing? Okay, Rara. Why are you laughing? I want to be a redonkulously badass unicorn. Sweetie, when you can't even say it, you're not going to be a redonkulous badass, just, okay? I just have to say it slowly. Redonkulous. Redonkulous. <laughs> redonkulous. I'm redonkulicious. Okay. <laughs> That's it. I'm a redonkulicious badass unicorn. Okay, Rara. Can we add that to the shirt? Sure. We'll put that on your label. Redonkulicious right. badass this unicorn. Is, this is unicorn. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know when we're actually gonna make this freaking label shirt. It, well, pretty sure it's gonna be addressed by the time we're done. Uh yes. <laughs> Floor length maxi dress. Actually, it's gonna it's gonna be a veil, like a cathedral train. <laughs> part of that's because there's a lot of labels, but part of that's also because I'm short. So with that many labels, it's gonna need to be longer. Yeah, we're just gonna put a tablecloth on your head, and that's gonna be your cathedral train. <laughs> Because I would so have a cathedral chain. Uh-huh. Because you're Jewish. Did I tell you about, I tell you about the time when somebody <laughs> said something to me about the fact that I was, because I was a redhead with blue eyes and freckles, that I must be Irish? 
<laughs> and I just wrote back wrong-ish. <laughs> Did they ever get it? No. <laughs> I'm assuming like they must not be a, somebody who actually listens to the podcast. They just ch- follow me on social media. Or knows anything you, about genetics. Right? Because if you listen to the podcast, you know damn well I'm Jewish. I talk about it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Clearly mm-hmm. not a fan. No. All right. So just a couple more things because, boy, we've been chit-chit-chatting for a while here. Just, just We could like go on and on about toxic domination because there's you a lot of it, You could go I'm on and on. And it goes on and on and on, on and on. Yeah. <laughs> um, this I person throw my said, hands up in the air sometimes saying rah, rah. <laughs> oh, that's me, me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing every time you laugh. Help it. And you're making yourself laugh. I was trying to make you laugh. I'm always laughing. I'm a happy. I'm a happy person. According, yes. If we're going to do TikTok, I'm just a happy, hey. happy guy. Happy, 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 happy guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. I speak in TikTok now. Yes, maybe you just, do. Maybe I need to listen to that lady who tells me I've been watching too much TikTok. Maybe she knows I thought what I was she's bad saying. speaking in movie quotes. You're worse. <laughs> I only know songs in TikTok format too. So I finally hear a song on the radio and I'm like, oh, I know that that's a TikTok song. I'm not sure oh that's how God. the artist, that's how the artist wants it known as, but yeah. That pisses me off. I'm like, every time somebody says that to me, I'm like, no, you fucking idiot. That's an actual song. Actual you want to know when it came out? The 80s. Oh, or well, something to that effect. No, I, I'm, I'm just g- saying, when other people do that, it really pisses me off. It's like, no, you fucking moron. That's That song was not custom made for TikTok. No. I'm old enough that all the songs I grew up with are now retro and on the oldie station. It's okay. Well, it's fine. So am I. <laughs> I know. All right. This person said that their abusive ex-dom controlled their vocabulary. They were not allowed to speak in an overly casual manner around him. And he determined what that even meant, what overly casual. Huh? The, the Dom basically determined how they were allowed to speak. Oh, fuck no. And he used the excuse that he's a psychological and emotional sadist. So he used that excuse to talk down to them, lie to them, cheating, gaslighting. That's a psychological and emotional abuser. Yep. They controlled what they ate, leading to an extreme calorie deficit. When they woke up, went to bed, when they showered, when they could see their friends, when they could watch TV or have computer time. I, um, how? Well, he didn't negotiate any of this with me, and I was too young and uneducated in kink to know I should be allowed a voice. He took advantage of my naivete and likely targeted me for it. Yeah. You know what we call that? We call that grooming. Mm-hmm. And again, we've now moved from toxic dom to abusive dom. And the reason I still use the word dominant versus fake dominant is because what they're doing is dominating. I mean, some of this stuff actually is something a dominant might set up, provided you have negotiated it, right? 
it's all about the consent. Every single thing we always say, it's all about the consent. You know, you cannot do any of this stuff without it. Yeah. Controlling what you do and do not eat. Maybe you're a diabetic and you've asked your dominant to help you make sure that you're eating the right kind of foods so that you can rely on your insulin a little less, right? If you've talked it out and you've negotiated, controlling your food is not a toxic behavior. You might have said to your dominant, I I spend way too much time on TikTok. I I need you to please set up a rule that only gives me, you know, certain amount of time on TikTok. Okay, Rara. Yeah. Would you actually ever say that to your dom? Oh, no. And let them control TikTok? (laughs) No, but I did actually have Voldemort uh, make it a rule about flossing to make sure that I flossed. And I almost always have my dominant set up a bedtime for me because I, because otherwise I will stay up into the wee hours of the night. But it's also got to be reasonable. Like if they're setting my bedtime at nine, I won't accept that because there's no way in hell I can go to sleep at nine. I start to go to bed. I like get ready for bed at nine, but that's like my choice. Oh my God. I force myself into bed at around 11 and it still takes me close to midnight before I fall asleep. Hey, look, I've got puppies in bed with me, so it does not take me long. Yeah, no, I have, I have, I'm a night owl. So I'm perfectly content staying up till two, three in the morning. But once I got my big girl job, I ceased being a night owl. Um, I used to be a, a night owl. Then when my kids were young, I wasn't because I was a lot more exhausted. Mm-hmm. But now that my kids are older, I'm back to being a night owl. Well, maybe that'll change for me when my kids' dogs are older. Maybe. Nope. Probably nope. not. Probably not. So, though. I think it's just who you, who you are. You know, like I laugh. There's like, you know, there's the senior citizens who go to sleep at like eight, nine o'clock at night, right? Because mm-hmm. they're up five, six in the morning. And then there are the seniors. God, words are hard. Then there are the senior citizens who are up till the wee hours and then sleep until like 11. That's me. <laughs> My grandmother was like that and she lived in Vegas. So she'd be at the casinos till the wee hours and then Good go for home. for grandma. Yeah. She'd sit at like the penny slots because she was in the olden days. And they had those. <laughs> they don't cute. have those anymore. But she just like have a, like, you know, think about that. You get a hundred, one dollar, you got a hundred pennies. That'll take you a while at the slots. I was going to say, what's a penny? It was also in the olden days where you had to, where you had to pull the the crank, not just push a button. Oh, I've done that. They have slots like that. What? Yeah. But now they're like, they're special. They're like, oh, look, they have the old fashioned kind of slots. Yeah. Unless you just push the button. That's not as fun. It's It's not not. as satisfying. No, thank you. That's all I'm saying. Um, So any final thoughts, words on toxic dominance yeah if you have any of this bullshit please run just just run like hell run screaming i still feel like i say that a lot though well we do because you know a large part of what motivated us to do this podcast was the stories we would hear from young specifically female submissives though i'm sure young male submissives had the same stories uh that they were running into these type of toxic doms and we were giving them advice. And so we want to try to help people. I mean, some of these stories like almost makes me want to cry. Like, how did you not know that this was not okay? This was bad behavior. I do know one story that we didn't hit and it's uh, almost, it's almost exclusively geared toward the younger male type submissives. The, right. uh, the fake fin doms. 
Oh yeah. Um, what is it like? They get messages. I hear like, that we see this, a lot. Right. We see this on Reddit like a lot, where it's um, if you send me X amount of money, then I will be your dominant. That's mm-hmm. that's not how it works. Unless no. you have already pre-negotiated that they will be your findom. And then there's like certain things that you do for that. We actually know a couple of people who've been findoms, well, right? Here's Yeah. And here's the other thing. There is nothing wrong with a professional dominant saying, if you want my time and energy and attention, it's going to cost you X, Y, Z. Here's the difference. You're reaching out to them saying, hi, I'd like to hire you. Not them soliciting you, mm-hmm. especially because 99% of the time they don't tell you that they're a professional and this is a service and a fee for that service. They like to pretend that they're just going to be your dominant. Right. And they make it out to be like, isn't it special? We're going to have a dom. And they spend a lot of time making it like this is going to be a relationship and they talk a lot and da da da. And then they just kind of spring the money on you. Mm-hmm. Or better yet, send me this gift card. Yeah. Oh, the gift cards. Gift cards is the newfangled thing because of, because I, I saw it with my with my girlfriend who was a professional dominant. Sometimes the cash exchange gets very hard. There's a lot of um, services that are frowning upon the exchange of money for sex work. And this is considered sex work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they do it. And then sometimes you also have Male submissives who, let's say, are married and don't want their partners, their spouses to know. True. And it's much easier to hide when you're paying with gift cards. Because I know um, my girlfriend accepted both. She had, she would prefer the cash. Because sometimes, like, what is she supposed to do with those gift cards if they're to places she doesn't necessarily buy? What's she going to do with the Home Depot gift card? (laughs) (laughs) Buy more stuff. (laughs) Sometimes. Right. But sometimes that's what they wanted to send. So she yeah. would say things like, OK, I'll accept an Amazon gift card or those generic Visa gift cards. Yeah, those work. Right. But anyway, yeah, yeah that but was I, just the last one I thought of. Oh, no, that's a good one. I just want to preface this by saying that there's nothing wrong with hiring a professional dominant. Yeah. For a hire fee. us. For a fee. But that needs to be known from the from the moment. There's no pretending oh, I'm going to be your girlfriend slash dominant. It's, I'm a professional. You've hired me for a fee. And guess what? Even when you do that, you still have to negotiate. What's going to happen? What are you going to do And in great detail and how much money it's going to cost and how long it's going to last? I mean, I have had, I had a guy hire me for one week. For one week, for a certain amount of money, he had unlimited access to me which by unlimited access, this was online only. So he could send me messages at any time. And I told him as long as I was available to respond, I would respond. But let's face it, I have a job, friends, family. This was before the podcast. So I didn't have that as a responsibility. But I'm like, I won't be able to always respond to you. And he was also on the other side of the world. So the time difference was weird. But that's what he hired me to do. And you know what happened at the end of the week? It was over and done. And now we negotiated. Are we going to do this again for another week? And we decided not to because, no, because the time difference was too hard. Okay. So he wanted more access. And I'm like, you know, I, I do get to sleep. I'm sorry that I'm sleeping when you're awake and vice versa. Can't do yeah, anything fine. about you that. probably should stick with somebody in like more your time zone for that. Yeah. If that's what you need. 
So yeah, so there's definitely, listen, I, I know of in our local area, a toxic female dominant who is very much, it's all about me, me, me. What can you do for me, me, me? <laughs> and oh yeah, hard limit. Heh. That's a suggestion. I, I, I have heard complaints about her not adhering to limits. And she also has a drinking problem. Sounds like fun. Mm. She's actually very fun to be around because she's quite the personality, especially when she's drunk. She's at least a happy drunk, but <laughs> not somebody I would want as a dominant. Thank you very much. No. All right. righty. So I think I'm going to let poor Dara go take a rest, drink some Dara more tea, a maybe a nap, whatever she needs to feel better. <laughs> All right. Rara, I'll see you in like an hour. <laughs> Everybody else next week. What? Next like, week. Because time. <laughs> <laughs> that space time continuum. It's so freaking weird every time. All right. <laughs> Sayonara. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.